Today on Church and State, Superhero Christianity. What? I'm in a good mood. Hello, Christian Patriots, and welcome to Church and State, where we strive to plug you into the pew and plug you into politics. I'm your host, Caleb Collier, once again, your favorite far-right shock jock and the most schizophrenic show you listen to on a daily basis. I really am in a good mood. I'm all alone. All by myself. Yeah. Um, But... uh, I think it's going to be an interesting show. I got a lot to talk about. So let's go on over to churchandstate.media and check out the website. Once again, download the shows, share them. We are continuing to grow and I like positive growth. Why are we growing? Because we've got a lot to say about current issues, biblical issues. Uh, I mean, name it. That's why we're schizophrenic because we cover everything. All right. So download those and share them everywhere. Also, you can take advantage of all of our great affiliates. Should I do it again? I'm so excited about this new one. Should I do it again? Why not? Beef eaters. You know, there was a time in history. Yeah, I don't know if everybody's aware of this. I mean, I've got my degree in history, so it fascinates me. I don't care if you think it's boring. Shut up. Anyway, beef eaters, they were actually paid in beef. They were the guards in England, and they were called beef eaters because they were actually paid in beef. I, I could sign up for that. I could agree to being paid in beef, especially with the current trends of you're going to eat the bugs and we can't eat dairy and meat and all this stuff. It's it's ridiculous. I know Chris voluntarily does that, but once again, the eats dairy. Okay. You don't eat meat, but it's voluntary. That's the key word in this, right? Like if the government was telling you you couldn't eat meat, you'd probably eat meat just because I know you, you're rebellious. You'd be like, no, you know what? You're not going to tell me what to do. Watch me eat this steak. Look, they're coming for your beef. And the best way to make sure that you can just collectively say, yeah, you know, we're not going to agree to that. I'm not going to eat a cockroach. Okay, no, it doesn't sound good. It's to make sure that you have this delicious red delicacy stored in your underground bunker. Grid down, chow down. All right, this is high quality grass-fed beef. That's another thing. A lot of people take great pleasure in the fact that they finish the cows with corn, corn fed, you know. Cows don't normally eat corn. Let them eat the grass. That's what they're supposed to do. All right, so it's grass-fed, and it's freeze-dried. It's freeze-dried while it's rare, so it still has the blood and everything in it. Boom, you take this thing out of storage. You got a nice, juicy steak. You got stew meat. You got hamburger patties. It's perfect, and you can actually get on a payment plan. So it's it's... You're making sure that you're protected, your family's protected on a budget. Use that promo code church and state. You're going to get a discount and we're going to get some of that money back as well. By the way, we're going to bring them on the show and interview them. That's coming up. If you want to donate specifically to us just to keep us on the air at the American Christian Network, please do so. Hit the donate button from the website. You can either give us cash or a Satoshi or an entire Bitcoin. Still crossing my fingers, hoping for that. Lastly, if you want to get a hold of us, Church and State 1776 at proton.me. 
right. I was uh, really convicted at church the other day. Uh, I know this is a positive thing. Um, we should be convicted while we're at church. But, and I think I've talked about this once before on the show, but we tend to, as believers in, in a lot of churches, I'm not going to accuse every Christian of this, but there's a lot of uh, churches that push this idea that God has the biggest plans for you. And that you got to step into that. You got you to be willing to fulfill what God has for you. And, and you're called to all of these great acts of service. Uh, you're going to be prophets. You're going to be healers. You're going to be apostles. You know, you're going to go explore things that no one else has explored. They bring in these, these speakers that tickle your ears and your fancy. And, and they puff you up and, and really almost make you into a, a superhero, right? That once you have the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that you're going to go out and you're going to conquer the world. And truly, is that what we are guaranteed as believers? I don't think so. What, what are the commandments that we're supposed to do, right? That we're supposed to love the, your God and, and that you're supposed to treat your neighbor as you want to be treated. This, this is really what it comes down to. And so some of us in the Christian faith are going to accomplish no more than being wonderful fathers, than being people that regularly attend church, bring their children there, and raise them up to where that they love and honor God. Isn't that enough? Do you know what an, an individual, and that, that doesn't sound, right, as Americans in particular, it doesn't sound like this person has accomplished much. But you know what that individual hears when they stand before God? Well done, good and faithful servant. And shouldn't that be enough for us? Shouldn't his grace be enough for us that we can expect that we're going to live in eternity in heaven and that no one cares what you were able to accomplish here on earth? It's that you're in the presence of the supreme creator of everything that exists. When you get to heaven, it won't matter. If the world cares about what you've done, then chances are heaven won't. Because our world celebrates something that is antichrist. Our world celebrates those individuals who become movie stars, high paid sports celebrities and musicians, leaders in politics who promote laws. They're flying the face of what God has established. That's who the world remembers. The world rarely remembers those of us that serve the one true God. So if the world celebrates you, if the world loves you, then there's a good chance that heaven does not, that you are not one of his creatures. So just stop. Stop with this idea, this mentality, that simply because you're a Christian that you are going to go out and conquer the world and be remembered for ages, that you're going to have all these special giftings and you're going to be prosperous. There's no guarantee of that. In fact, oftentimes it's the opposite. People want to concentrate so much on what the disciples were able to accomplish. That they went into a town and people knew them. That they were able to heal and cast out demons. But what about the other aspects of the disciples' lives? What about their deaths? How many of them were tortured, killed outright? One survived that. 
We don't focus on that. And those individuals, they were chastised when they tried to elevate themselves to a position of power. The sons of thunder, their mom told their mom asked Jesus to put them on the right hand and the left hand. They were chastised over that. It's not about this world. It's about the next. Live your life for God. Follow his commandments. It's as simple as it is. Right, with that, I told you I'm in a good mood. Why am I in a good mood? Unlike most individuals out there, I get to celebrate two birthdays. That's right. How many of you have two birthdays? Well, I do, and I like to celebrate it. I know I'm a day ahead, but you know what? I feel like celebrating. Why do I have two birthdays? Because I'm a United States Marine. That's right. November 10th, 1775, born in a tavern, devil dogs, Tefelhuden, all this great stuff. You know why Marines are the way they are? It's because all the other branches are so jealous of us. That's right. You ask a soldier, an airman, a squid, sorry. But you ask any of them when their birthday is, you know what? They don't know. But Marines, we know. Because when you find yourself in a situation where you need the toughest, baddest, getting things done, guys, you know who you send in? You send in the Marines. That's right. And so to all my fellow Marines out there, a very happy birthday to you. Thank you for your service. And uh, we'll see you up in heaven guarding the streets. All right. Let's move on. Let's talk about a little bit about, uh, where am I here? Yeah, I want to talk about Britain. Uh, Might as well, since we were talking about the Marines, because guess what? The Marines were there when we claimed victory over the UK and said, we are no longer a colony. Well, Britain continues to fail. Fail its own citizens in this case, because Britain has agreed to relinquish its tax sovereignty to the World Economic Forum. Just wow, you guys. I mean, I know you guys have some weird habits. You still drink tea. You eat your cucumber sandwiches and you got bad teeth. Hey, but come on, guys. Isn't there any ounce of manliness in you? Isn't there any national sovereignty? Isn't there any respect and love for your own country? that you would agree or just sit silently and allow your government to hand over your tax sovereignty to a world body. And, and not just a world body, a world body that is the most anti-freedom organization out there. They want to take away everything. They are releasing commercials where they're telling you that you will own nothing and you will be happy that you will eat bugs, that you will live in a coffin-sized apartment. This is who you want to turn over your tax sovereignty to? You don't think it's going to be an issue when they claim that England is a first-world nation needs to be taxed a little bit heavier to ensure that some of these third-world nations can come up. You don't see that as a problem. You don't see how with the World Economic Forum at the helm, that business production will absolutely plummet in the UK. 
you imagine any individual who has an, has an entrepreneur heart, you think they're going to go anywhere near the United Kingdom? I tell you, the answer is absolutely no. This is a recipe for economic suicide. That's what you guys are engaging in. And I would hope, because I know there's UK patriots, I would hope that you individuals across the pond would stand up and throw these bums out. It's not that hard. I got a great recipe for you. You take a little tar, you take a little feather, and you combine the two, and you put it on the man or woman. That's how you ensure liberty in your country. We did it. We know what you were doing. I'll send you the recipe. Just give me a call. You think I'm kidding? I'm serious. Drastic times call for drastic measures. And extremism in defense of liberty is no vice. Think about it. Give me a call. Let's move on from there. Interesting article that's been released talking about COVID-19 pandemic has caused collective trauma among U.S. adults. Why am I not surprised? Okay, let's break this down. Uh, and not using the actual article because the article is trash. And you know me, I'll use oftentimes these articles and just extrapolate the data that I want. It just so happens to be right. Okay, but this is claiming that all these individuals who have experienced the hardships of COVID now have a whole lot more mental health issues. Surprise, surprise. But let's really break this down into what it is. Collective trauma. This is coming at us from multiple fronts. See, the collective trauma, for one, comes from people like me, people like Chris and Pat, individuals who stood up against the government and have had, had to come to the sad conclusion that our own government, the country that we love, that we would fight and die for, has become our enemy. That's a traumatic event for people like us. Patriots who bleed red, white, and blue, who have now come to realize that this country, the leadership of it, that they view us as an enemy. When we have all these articles and stories about Christian nationalists and MAGA people and how we're the biggest threat to our democracy, yeah, that's traumatic for us. When you're talking about individuals who refuse to get the mandatory vaccine, shouldn't be allowed to shop, shouldn't be allowed to leave their home, shouldn't be able to work, that's traumatic for us. But here's the thing. We don't stay in that victimhood mentality. It's traumatic, for sure. But we come out of it, and usually pretty quickly, and we just want to fight. Yeah, you may have knocked us down, you big bully. But you know what? We got right back up, and we punched you square in the nose. The other trauma that we're dealing with, or maybe perhaps the sheep are actually dealing with, is the fact that so many of them disconnected from everything that they held near and dear to their hearts. See, unlike most Christians, they have to look elsewhere. They have to look to their jobs. They have to look to their girlfriend, their boyfriend, their families, whatever. Even just going out on the weekend and getting drunk. They have to look at that for their fulfillment, for their identity. 
And when all that was taken away from them, when they were forced to mask up and view everybody with suspicion, when they weren't allowed to go to their jobs and had to work remotely, weren't allowed to go out, all these things, and then you pump them full of a toxin called a vaccine, yeah, these people have had a traumatic event. And they don't know what to make of it. My suggestion is we've got an incredible opportunity, Christians, because these people who have suffered through this degree of trauma are ripe to be harvested. Look, some of them may be incredibly sick from the vaccine, but as long as they have breath in their lungs, there's hope. Hope that we can turn them to Christ and regardless of what happens here on this earth, they'll have a new body where there's no pain, no sorrow. Every tear will be wiped away. It's a harvest season. That's what we have right now. They see trauma. I see opportunity. I hope that most of you would join with me and even more loudly proclaim, let's be annoying. You want to be annoying Christians? I do. Let's be annoying. Let's get out there. Let's talk to people about it. Let's win them over. You never know. You might have somebody up there in heaven smiling at you because you're the one who showed them the truth. What an amazing experience that would be. New study just came out, and I'm not surprised at all for one, but some of you may be. Since Ever since the 1960s, the sexual revolution, women have been taught that they need to throw off the shackles of the patriarchy, right? That we need women's liberation. And part of that comes through your ability to have sex with whoever you want and as many times as you want. Now, of course, they had to do something to ensure that we didn't see a population explosion because... The powers that be don't want to see populations increase. No, they want to see them decrease. And so what emerged? The pill, right? This was a scientific breakthrough. And what they were able to do was basically pump you full of estrogens and make you to where you never, ever had to experience a menstrual cycle, uh, ensuring that you would never, ever get pregnant. And it resulted in women, honestly, being a little more loose or maybe a lot more. Here's the problem. When you play God, it has potentially horrifying side effects. And a new study has just come out that shows that, yeah, you know, the birth control pills might actually alter women's brains and make them risk takers. Now, traditionally speaking, between the two sexes, the fairer, sexes, fairer sex is actually less likely to engage in risky behavior. Think about it. Men, we're always trying to show each other up, Right. Oh, you just jump from that bridge? Well, I'll do a cannonball off of it. Watch that. Okay, we're always trying to see who the more alpha male is. And women are typically, what? Shaking their head like, like this guy. Right? And women typically live longer than men because they're not taking all those risks. Well, birth control may be altering that. See, the, uh, analyzed, they analyzed the effects of oral contraceptives, which are taken by nearly two-thirds of American women ages 15 to 49. And they looked at it, and uh, they said the, they investigated the role of naturally and synthetically produced hormones on the way fear is processed. 
Okay, what they found is it actually affects the brain development. And luckily, or fortunately, as more appropriately said, once you stop taking it and actually these symptoms de- decrease and sometimes disappear entirely. So there is hope for this, but you got to get off the pill. It's not natural. Okay, but it actually, uh, it, it creates a thinner ventromedical prefrontal cortex, which is responsible for emotional regulation, such as decreasing fear, fear signals in safe situations. You're putting yourself more at risk whatever the behavior may be. This is extremely dangerous. And I encourage my female audience, which usually when Gabe's on, I have a lot more of. But if we've got females in the, in the audience of church and state, examine this. Stop taking what science has declared to be 100% safe and effective. We've heard that before. You didn't believe it once. Why do you believe it now? Stop taking the pill and see if it has an effect. See if some of these symptoms that you've been struggling with disappear. I mean, uh, another data point in here that I got to point out, women who started the pill as teens have a 130% higher rate of depression. Why are we seeing this increase? You don't want to live your life like that. Stop taking the pill and see if your symptoms improve. And while we're on the subject of what they've been doing to women, look, this, this, this chunk of this section is all designed to do one thing, to protect you. And I get called a sexist. I'm trying to protect you. I'm trying to help you. Let's talk about abortion. Since we're on the subject of pills, because both are designed to ensure that babies don't exist. Unfortunately, study after study has proven that women who have abortion face an increased risk of mental health problems, including including substance abuse, anxiety, and depression. Ladies, you may be in a horrible situation. You may have an abusive dad or husband or boyfriend. You may have a, a, a situation where you don't think you can care for this child. But abortion is never the answer. And even if you can't believe in the sanctity of life, even if you can't believe that that little child that's growing in your womb is special and uniquely made, is an image bearer of God. Let's turn it into a a selfish issue. Think about yourself then. If you don't care about the life of that child, consider yourself. Do you really want to increase your chances at severe mental health issues because that baby is inconvenient? Consider some, someone you know, everyone we know, or everyone knows somebody who is severely depressed, is anxious, has substance abuse issues. Do you want to be that person? Think about it just logically like that. And 
don't go through with it. And if that isn't enough to scare you, let's at least talk about your increased risk of breast cancer. Because that's what the studies are now showing. And I'm going to tell you, this article is hard to find. You look for this and you're going to see Snopes articles and National Cancer Institutes and all this stuff. And they're all trying to squash this. Why do you think Susan G. Komen was fired? Because she discovered this information as well. There is an increased risk of breast cancer for those of you that engage in abortions. And the more that you have, the greater the risk. We're seeing this rise in women that are experiencing this. And cancer is such a horrible, horrific disease. And the solution could be as simple as just giving birth to a baby that is going to change your life for the better. Reject what science is trying to peddle to you. Do you really think that science, that the medical, that big pharma, all these groups and organizations, you think they actually operate for the betterment of humanity? Do you not see how this war against traditional feminism, not, not, not the garbage that they peddle nowadays, but embracing who you are as a woman, all the intricacies that as a 45-year-old man, I still don't understand. But you get you, and God gets you. You don't think you should celebrate that? You should embrace your womanhood and reject everything that this evil and wicked world is peddling to you. Are you not enraged that now men can be women and kick your butts in sports events? Does that not make you angry? Does it not make you angry that you bought the lie that women should enter into the workforce and can accomplish everything that a man can? And you know what? Because you're built the way that you are, that you naturally, when you come home, that you naturally want to care for the children, that a man can sit in a, literally a pigsty and not even notice something is wrong. And you walk in that door and you're like, it smells funny and the dishes are piled up and nobody's done the laundry. And a guy's like, oh, I was just going to wear the same underwear I was yesterday. You don't see how that has made your life more difficult? And now with all of this, this idea that you can take the pill, fool your body, and be perfectly fine, that abortion is health care, and yet mental health issues increase, breast cancer, direct ties to it now. You don't see how this is a problem. You don't see how you should embrace your femininity and the more traditional gender roles. I know I'm kind of ranting here, but I love humanity so much that I want to see it be successful. And the only way that that happens is if man and women or man and woman operate in the roles that God established. Church and State is sponsored in part by the Constitution Party and Patriot Church. I'm Caleb Collier. I was born for a storm. Welcome to the fire.